on to So What Do You Think, a podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jane. With me here is B, who has a, a spoonful of ice cream in her mouth as we speak. <laughs> we've, progressed, we've progressed up the, um, up the dairy chain. We've gone away from cheese and we're in ice cream zone now. I oh, know. I've already had cheese. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're not lactose intolerant. I'd be dead right now if I was you. Like, I would be one of those people that's like, mm, if I was lactose intolerant, I'd be like, is it worth shitting myself later on? Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I that would literally be me. Stomach ache. Like, I'd just be killed over and wouldn't be able to move if it was me. It'd be worth it. So I had nachos for dinner, so I had cheese on those. Oh, my God. And then I just had um, some ice cream with peanut butter pretzel. Single-handedly keeping okay. the dairy dairy industry alive, aren't you? Hey, I was part of the dairy industry for yeah, a while there. You know. got a, got a I milked my fair share of cows. <laughs> All right, well, tonight we've got a bit of a different case, one where there is a question mark as to whether or not a crime has actually been committed at all. We're at home in Australia and we're looking at a particular sporting person who has been charged with some pretty horrific stuff. Have you ever heard of Kelly Lane? Rings a bell. Rings a bell? Mm-hmm, it does, yeah. Any specific bell or just general bells? Just a general bell, you know. Bell. Yep, okay. Well, it's a really unique and weird case, um, and I think it warrants discussion, so let's get into it. Now, Kelly Lane was an Australian water polo player. She grew up in New South Wales and excelled in water polo, eventually playing at national and international levels. In 1995, when she was 20, she was part of the team that won silver at the World Championships in Quebec. Between 1994 to 1998, she dated a guy called Duncan Gillies, who was a rugby union player at the time. And in this time, she seemed to have an issue, let's say, with birth control. Over this time... What? Yeah. So between the ages of 17 and about 23... She became pregnant five times. Problem was that she didn't want a baby. I mean, I get it. You're a promising sports person. You're going to have a cool career. You're probably going to go to the Olympics if you keep going. You're young. You know, that it's very all well and good to not want a pregnancy. The first two pregnancies she terminated. So that's not the babies in question here. Um, and neither are pregnancies three or five because she had those babies given up for adoption. The real case is centered around baby number four, a girl named Tegan. Now, let's back it up a little bit and talk about these pregnancies. As I said, Kelly was clearly not someone who successfully used birth control because she certainly didn't want to be pregnant all these times, but she just kept getting pregnant pretty much consistently all the time. And I guess this is the first question mark moment for me, like, why not try some birth control? I mean, there's reasons why people don't do certain birth controls, you know, I totally get that, but there's got to be something that you can be doing, right? So she kept getting pregnant. Not only did she keep getting pregnant, but she would hide the pregnancy. So she came from a very, very strict family. You know, there was a lot of expectations placed on her and her sporting career. I believe there was an element of um, religious parents as well going into it. So, you know, being pregnant was not something that she was planning or wanting. Her partner, Duncan, apparently had no idea that she'd been pregnant all those times. 
And I believe at least one of them, maybe two, may have been even before she met him, but she never told him about any of it. Now, her teammates never officially knew either, although a few after the fact were like, yeah, you could totally see she was pregnant. I mean, there's nowhere to hide in a bathing suit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially in a water polo bathing suit, they're tight. Otherwise, yeah. they'd get ripped off you. So, But she wasn't carrying big, obviously. And if someone asked her if she was pregnant, she's just like, lol, no, too many donuts, you know. So she never owned up to it. It was kind of like an unspoken secret thing throughout all of her training and everything. But, yeah, a few people did sort of come come to when they were um, interviewed after the fact and say, yeah, we it was pretty much just a known thing that she was pregnant. Now, the coach, I guess, had a bit of cognitive dissonance there and was like, well, okay, if you say so, you're not pregnant. I believe you. You're still playing well. Let's just move on with our lives. But as I said, there were teammates that just didn't buy it. Now, one teammate, Stacey Gaylard, said once she even put goggles on and looked under the water because she was like, okay, that's a belly. I can see a belly there. What's going on? And I think that Kelly used to sort of jump in the water really quickly so nobody would say anything. So she put her goggles on and was like, I'm, I'm getting a look from underneath here. And she's like, yeah, she had a belly. You could tell. Now, she had the first baby in March 1995 um, and actually, and this is the first pregnancy that she carried to term. So we're talking about pregnancy number three. She actually had the baby and then went on, she went straight away from the end of season wind-up party to give birth that night. So she was really trying to keep the charade going, I suppose you could say. The next time any of her teammates saw her was about three weeks later and apparently her stomach was flat again. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know what happened there, but, you know, all's well and good. So thoughts so far on her keeping, you know, keeping on getting pregnant and also hiding these pregnancies as well. Got to be some weird mental mm. issue there to keep getting pregnant. I know. I mean, I feel like even if you did grow up in a really strict, even religious household, school's going to teach you about birth control, right? Like there's got to be something that you know. So, I mean, I can understand when you're 17, accidents can happen and that sort of thing. But to keep on getting pregnant, like, that's just weird to me. Um, I know that pregnancies can go undetected as well. Plenty of people just don't show, lucky bastards, you know, and they all of a sudden are just like, I've got a stomachache. Oh, my God, I'm giving birth. Although that would be pretty horrific, I think. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, like. Thinking you've had a bad curry. and <laughs> I had one incident. Here we go, sharing time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I had an incident last year where I thought I might be giving birth. Oh no. <laughs> I was in so much pain. I think it was something, some sort of muscle issue. Mm. Um I have never been in that much pain. And it was just all across my back, all through my abdomen. I was in the bathtub crying for some reason yeah. like my mind said go shower get in like warm water just shower and I was like writhing around in pain like serious you pain. go to the hospital you could have had an appendix bursting or something I was but I was by myself I, I couldn't drive to the hospital I was in so much pain I couldn't stand up um, I tried to call people they weren't answering their phone oh no um yeah I was just it was horrific. And it passed on its own. Note, on and then it passed, yeah. But I was literally like, am I having a baby? Am oh, I one of like those? 
Am I one of those weird people that is pregnant and doesn't know? I wonder if it's like was like a kidney stone or something. Because they never felt anything again. They're supposed to be very, very painful kidney stones, and then once they've passed, it's not so bad, you know. This was painful. This is the most, like, honestly, probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, pregnancies can go undetected. I've actually heard of people that it's happened to, um, that, you know, three people I know. But she knew she was pregnant, though, because she was trying to hide it. So it's not that sort of case here with Kelly. When she was asked later why she kept on hiding the pregnancies, she just said that she felt ashamed and that, you know, she'd let her family down and let her team down and everything like that. So she just thought she'd keep it to herself and take care of it. Also, although she was dating Duncan, she was actually sleeping with other guys as well. So I suppose she felt like the paternity might be in question and she didn't really want to go there. So jumping forward to pregnancy number five. So that was pregnancy number three that she went to the wind up then gave birth straight away after. So let's jump forward to pregnancy five now. This is her final adoption. So with that pregnancy three that she gave birth to after the wind-up, she adopted that baby out. So pregnancy five uh, was in 1999, and she adopts this baby out as well. So a Department of Community Services worker gets the task of finding a home for the baby, taking it, all of that sort of stuff that they do. In doing some investigations, he realises that there was actually some conflicting information here. So Kelly had put down on the form that she'd never given birth before. She didn't have any other children before and didn't have any children in her care now. But he found that he actually could find a record of her giving birth at Auburn Hospital in 1996, which was pregnancy number four. So he's like, what's this about? Going to look into it a little bit further. And then he finds out about baby number three as well. So that previous adoption. So he's like, what's going on here? Why are you lying about these things? And by the way, what happened to baby number four? Because like, there's no record of adoption or anything. So Docs goes to Kelly. They question her and she just flat out denies the other two children ever existed, which is weird because clearly there's, there's a, a record of them. You know, they were born in hospitals and one of them was adopted out. When pushed on the 1996 baby, though, she ends up just saying that the baby was placed privately with some family in Perth. And that's all I've got to say about that. The docs worker is like, no, something's not right here. Things aren't adding up. So the matter is referred to the police. It takes two years for the police to follow up. And finally, that happens in 2001. So just to recap, first two pregnancies, she had abortions. Third pregnancy, she adopted out. Fourth pregnancy, she had a baby, and there's a record of that, but we don't know where the baby is. Fifth pregnancy, she had a baby and adopted it out. So it's February 2001. Kelly is now seven months pregnant with baby number six. So let's just pause for a moment. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on with Kelly at the moment? Bitch need to learn about her cycle, man. Well, she just needs to take a little bit of responsibility for that sort of thing, don't you think? It's quite easy not to get pregnant. Well, there are techniques. And I know, you know, mistakes happen or, you know, accidents happen. Not all of them are mistakes. Yeah, not six times. Yeah, right. Like, what the hell? And this final, this um number six pregnancy was one that she did plan on keeping. She was engaged to the father at this stage and, you know, um she obviously had sort of put everything else behind her and wasn't planning on adopting this one out. But, like, 
at this stage of the of hearing about all of this, I can't help but wonder if we're dealing with some sort of intellectual disability at this stage. I think it's more of a mental disorder. Yeah, like a mental health thing or something. Yeah. I just think about sort of mentally challenged people when, you know, sometimes they don't have that understanding of what needs to happen to prevent pregnancy, you know, but obviously she's she's functioning in life in other ways and she's never been diagnosed with anything. So it certainly seems like there's a disconnect somewhere, I think we should say. Yeah. There's no like, well, I stuffed up there. What can I do to prevent it from happening again sort of train of thought? Yeah. 100% the train of thought I would be having. Yeah. So she ends up getting, being charged because they go looking for this baby and, you know, there's no history of it. So she ends up being charged with, I suppose, well, we'll go into what she gets charged with later, but the police investigate her, let's say. Um, and they actually have an independent psychiatrist weigh in on what the hell is going on with Kelly's brain. But this psychiatrist never actually interviewed or assessed Kelly. So it's just like pure speculation to me. Like, I don't know how you can you can claim anything about a person you've never even assessed. But the psych said that likely the first ter- two terminations led her to having an unfulfilled need to complete pregnancy. So that's why she kept getting pregnant. I mean, I'm no psychiatrist, but that sounds like some total bullshit to me. What do you think? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, what? She had two terminations, so now she has an unfulfilled need. That's why she keeps getting pregnant, but giving her babies up for adoption. That just sounds ridiculous. That's what I mean. That's why I think there's some sort of like underlying mental issue here where she hasn't processed something or Mm. she getting pregnant is a weird fetish dare I say there's something underlying there yep. but she doesn't want to deal with the consequence consequences mm. so you think that she might be getting pregnant on purpose not accidentally yeah yeah okay I think to me she seems like totally de- detached from reality it just is like something's not connecting there anyway getting back to the timeline So it's February 2001. The police have caught up to Kelly, who by now is um, pregnant and she actually she's pregnant. Actually, she's married at this time. She's not engaged. She's married at this time. Now, in the interviews, police just keep on asking about this mystery baby, baby number four. Where is baby number four? You can't just say, oh, I gave it to someone in Perth and that'd be the end of it. We need we need receipts here, people. Okay. She said that the baby was a girl who she named Tegan and that the father was a guy that she'd had a brief fling with. His name was Andrew Norris or Morris because it changes. Into, you know, She changes her mind what his surname is. She said that she'd met Andrew in a pub and had gone back to his place. Andrew had a girlfriend named Melanie who worked in retail but wasn't home on Friday night. So that's when Kelly would come over and have her affair with Andrew. So Kelly had the baby, she got pregnant, she had the baby, but now the story changed. Now she didn't give Tegan to a family in Perth. She instead gave the baby to the father, Andrew, Andrew Norris slash Morris. She first says that she handed her over in the hospital car park and then afterwards that changes to the hospital foyer. So her her story is changing all over the place, Um, which to me is a really good sign that she's actually bullshitting. Um, But either way, it's shady as shit, right? What are your thoughts now on her story about this Andrew guy? Why is she giving her child bullshit? It's all bullshit. Well, I guess you could say it was clear that she didn't want to have a baby. She'd already done two adoptions. 
maybe it was easier than adopting her out just to give her to the baby's father. I mean, that's not something that's illegal. You can have a baby and hand it over to the father. You know, yeah, true. You know, yeah. Where did the baby go though? Where's the yeah. father? Like, yeah, exactly. Wait, and so did they track the father down? No. So that's the next port of yeah, call. Yeah, see, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because there's no real hard evidence pointing anyone in any direction here. So the police are just at a loss. They're like, well, something happened to this baby, right? Babies don't vanish into thin air. I mean, if Tegan was with her father, that's fine, but they couldn't locate anyone by that name who claimed to even know Kelly. So it seemed to be that he didn't exist or he'd gone to ground himself. But there's no evidence of foul play either. Nobody's ever found a baby body or anything like that. So the only thing that they could do was refer the matter to the New South Wales coroner, which did happen in 2005. So the coroner's inquest fails to find Andrew or Tegan. They find that Kelly, over time, had actually given nine different versions of events of what had happened. In the end, though, there was essentially nothing to go on. There was, like I said, there was no evidence of anything. So, you know, it's a really hard situation because if you're going to charge someone with something, you want to make sure you've got enough evidence to make it stick right. And there's just nothing. There's just literally nothing. So the coroner's court does decide that they are satisfied that Tegan is deceased. So then, of course, it's up to the police to decide if they want to pursue charges, if they've got enough. And they do put in a really good effort trying to get more evidence, find things out, that sort of thing. Not only do they follow up on the Andrew and Tegan possibilities, but they look into Melanie, the girlfriend, and also someone called Nolene Andrews, uh, Nolene, who was Andrew's mum. All people, Kelly said, knew about the baby, knew about the fact that Andrew was going to take it. Everyone's in on it. Everyone knows about it. These people could not be found, though. So police investigators decide that they've got nothing, so decide not to charge Kelly. However, the Department of Public Prosecutions, the head of the department, Nicholas Cowdery, decides, not on my watch, bitch, and in 2009 in November charges Kelly with murder. So thoughts about that? Good. Yeah, on the face of it, good. Do you think they've got enough to actually make the charges stick, though? Yes. You reckon? Because I remember reading about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Googled her. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, because I knew I knew I knew her. And I remember reading about her in like probably Woman's Day or Woman's Weekly, one of those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember her. Yeah. Um Putting that aside, though, knowing what we've discussed so far, do you think that they would have enough to put a murder charge on her? No evidence, just stories she's told? Uh, I want to say yeah because I don't like her, but probably not really. Mm, yeah. No body. There's... But still, it's like a pretty big thing to say, like I gave it the baby to the dad and then you just can't find the dad. Mm, unless he's some weirdo that's just taken babies. I don't know. I guess I'm in two minds. Like I'm on one hand, there's no evidence. If you went to trial, you'd have to worry about there's just not being enough to make it stick, double jeopardy, yeah. all of that sort of thing. But on the other hand, where is Tegan? Is and why is Kelly giving such a bullshit story? Like it's quite obvious that she's trying to cover something up here. Yeah. And surely by now, I mean it's all in the news and everything, Andrew would just come forward and clear things up. So yeah, yeah you know, you think that he'd be like, Yeah, yeah, I've got the baby, it's all good. 
So there's a trial. Um, and the only new thing that is discovered is that the day that she left the hospital after giving birth, she went straight to a friend's wedding. And I guess that combined with her history of concealing pregnancies and getting rid of babies, the jury ended up actually finding her guilty um, of murder and sentencing her to 18 years. With parole, she actually may get out this month. So that's yeah. all of a sudden come up. So, you know, what's left to talk about? What happened to Tegan? I guess we need to think about, you know, the all of the possibilities as to what could have actually happened to this poor baby. I mean, I really think the whole thing and and all the options that we have in front of us, like they border on absurd. I mean, what are the options? She either really did give Tegan to her father or she killed her. You know, like they're kind of the options, right? For the first to be possible, we would have to have a situation where either Kelly is lying to cover up who he is or he or he lied about who he is to her, if you know what I mean. So maybe this guy isn't Rando Andrew. Maybe he is somebody high up. Did he give her a false name because he was trying to um, cover up his um, identity? Or is it possible she knows who he is and she's protecting his identity maybe? Uh, you know, to him it was an affair, right? So I can see him not using his real name if he was someone important or rich or whatever. Or maybe he doesn't really even have to be. prepared to go to jail for some guy though? Well, yeah, Just... that comes down to what's her train of thought in amongst all of that. So she must really love him. I don't even think she did. I mean, she's married to another dude by now, you know. Yeah, but for her to keep her mouth shut and not release who, his name and who he is, if, if if the theory is that she's trying to protect his identity, she obviously really loves the guy. Why would you have this time? Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. it, it's not the case. Why would you literally spend all that time in jail to protect another man who obviously doesn't give a freaking crap about you? Yeah, which is letting why. Letting you take the fall for a murder. Yeah, that you didn't actually which is do. why I tend away from that theory. I mean, yeah. if it's going to be something, I think it would be more along the lines of he told her a bullshit name. So he, yeah. she thinks he's Andrew Morris, but he's actually called something totally different and that's why they can't find him. Mm. The thing that gets me, though, is that she said that she had interactions with his girlfriend and mum and, you know, that kind of rules that out because then everyone would have had to have had fake identities as well. Yeah. And if they had Tegan, why wouldn't they just come forward? I mean... A man is perfectly entitled to have custody of his child. So no, nobody's committed a crime here or anything if that's the case. So, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was someone high profile or maybe he's just really dodgy as well. She was a reasonably well-known sports person at the time and on the trajectory for to be in the 2000 Olympics, you know, she, she no doubt would have been meeting people in high places and, you know, that sort of thing. So maybe we need to have a look at who had a daughter in that month slash year of all the high up like Olympic officials and sports officials and stuff, you know, maybe mm. it was a case like that mm. because honestly, I can't see any other reason why he wouldn't come forward unless he had a secret, you know, he didn't want it to get out that he was sleeping with Kelly unless he was a bad guy and has actually intended to go on and do something bad to the baby. And I really just want, don't want to go there in my mind. That just sounds horrific. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if she really did hand Tegan over to someone, I think that leans more into her having something wrong mentally or intellectually because 
like I said, you want receipts. This is a serious thing. You want to find out, you know, how you can cover your ass in case this sort of thing happens. Yeah. Any person with half a brain would know questions would eventually be asked. Was she just super naive, not too bright? I don't know. I guess that sort of fits with constantly having unwanted pregnancies as well and maybe not being all there. I don't know. Or did she really kill Tegan and dispose of her as well so she could get to this wedding and pretend that nothing had happened? So in which case we're surely dealing with a psychopath. Like that goes into whole different territory, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who just doesn't really care about the life of her children. And at this point, I honestly just cannot pick either scenario. I don't know. Like, do we have a case of her being a psycho and just killing a child? Or do we have a case of a father trying to conceal his identity? What would be your thoughts? Leaning towards her more than a father. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, she's had that many pregnancies. There's something wrong with this woman. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like there's something wrong. I think that there's something wrong in her mind and yeah. she's just not thinking like a normal, rational person. No. Although it would be interesting if there's anyone who's, oh, how old would they be now, like in, in her late 20s, um, who is like the daughter of a high-up official and was born in that month, <laughs> go and do a DNA test. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be a real plot twist, right? <laughs> Again, why would... She cover it up. covering for this person. I know. I know. I don't buy that at all. At no. all. So we do have a sidebar to this story. In 2011, after Kelly had been found guilty, a taxi driver came forward and had a pretty interesting story to tell. Now, he said that he had actually picked Kelly and Tegan up from hospital that day. And, yes, Tegan was still with her at the time. According to him, on their way to her home in Manly, She asked him just to stop randomly on River Road in like a bushy sort of area. So he stops the car. Here Kelly gets out of the car with Tegan and walks off into the bush with her. She comes back a couple of minutes later without Tegan. He's like, where's the baby? And she's like, oh, I've just given her to a babysitter. So he took her home thinking something's not right. This doesn't feel right. And when she got out of the car, he noticed that she'd left behind the nappy bag. So he calls out to her and he's like, oh, look, you've forgotten your nappy bag. And she goes, no, that's fine. I don't need it. And she just walks off. So he's like, no, this is not right. I need to go and check this. In the end, he decides to go back to where she had left the baby because, you know, there were some houses around there. So he was like, I just want to make sure that she really did give this baby to someone. So he was going to go and knock on some doors and see if he could find this babysitter. So he goes back out, gets out of the car, goes over in the direction that she'd headed. He finds Tegan wrapped up, laying next to a tree with a bottle beside her. So he picks the baby up and he's like, what the hell? I'm sure he's just like questioning everything right now. And he's about to sort of think about what his next move is going to be with this baby when a woman walks over to him and, and he starts speaking to her and they're sort of talking about, oh, my God, there's a baby here, you know. And he's like, oh, look, I think I should probably call the police. This is just, this isn't right. And the woman goes, no, no, that's okay. I'll take the baby. I'll call the police. Leave it with me. I just live here. I'll, I'll take the baby in and look after it. Now, it's important to note that this taxi guy has never asked for payment for his story. He did go to the police about it, but only when the trial was happening, because that's when he sort of heard about this case. 
and the police told him not to talk to the media but that they would look into it. So thoughts on this? That's bizarre. Right? Who's yeah. this other person? And was this a prearranged pickup with this other person or was she really just a rando who has now decided to keep a baby that's not hers? Why would he leave her? Yeah, why would he be like, okay, you look after her, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, if he's an old guy, maybe he's just thinking, oh, she's a woman, she can take care of this baby better. I don't have a car seat, you know, that sort of thing. It's just weird. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know, do you think this adds anything to the story? Do you think it's real? No. You don't reckon it's real? You reckon this guy's full of shit? I don't know. Just seems really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be real because it means that the baby's with someone, you know. I guess, like, we have to entertain the idea that maybe he made it up. But also, like, why not go to the police sooner if that was the case? The whole situation is weird. Yeah. I mean, if it's true, it really changes things, though, right? Like, like I said, was Kelly just dumping Tegan in the bush and hoping for the best? Or was this, like, prearranged with this woman? You know, I'll go leave her under a tree. She'll be there. You come and get her, you know. Mm. I feel like that's probably more likely. Just alarm bells would be going off in my head and I wouldn't be leaving that baby with another strange person. Yeah, right. But like, like I said, we don't know. This was an older know. guy. He might have just thought that way. Like, oh, she's a woman. She'll be able to take care of a baby, you know, and just trusted that she'd call the police. But he picked the woman up. He took the woman to the house. He was the one that was directly engaging with the mother of this baby that mm. has been abandoned. So like, I know it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I buy the story. I don't think he's got a reason to lie about it. No. I just think, yeah, I think that it must have been prearranged. I mean, if she was just dumping her, that's really risky because what if she dies? You know, and someone's yeah. going to find her body eventually and track her back, you know. She's adopted out before as well. Why not just adopt this one out as well? I don't understand, you know. So this is what makes me think that she did give her to someone because it's easy just to adopt a baby out. I mean, essentially, you can leave a baby in a hospital and just walk away and they'll take care of it. Yeah. You know, like why would she have to – murder's a big jump, you know. It's a big jump from adopting babies out to murdering them after they've been born. So – I don't know. I feel like it's possible. I think, you know, it's possible that she'd actually just prearranged someone to come and get this baby. So, you know, maybe, you know, she she got money for it. Maybe this woman paid her off the books for the adoption. You know, I hope that if she if this is the case, though, that, you know, this whoever Tegan has become now does some DNA tests and stuff. Um, she Like I said, she'd be in her late 20s. So hopefully she's uh, got some questions. I think that although the case against her was had very thin evidence and potentially, you know, Kelly was just put away with not much at all, I think that she's probably where she belongs regardless of whatever the situation was. Yeah. My gut says that she has psychopathic traits and had a goal to get to the Olympics and her uber fertility and lack of planning just kept threatening to undo that for her. Um, you know, in, we've got accounts of people online who knew her or know her and they say that she was known to be a compulsive liar and that she was incredibly yeah. manipulative. So yeah. to me that sort of speaks to her maybe being a psychopath. 
And I'm not saying I think she killed Tegan, but I think that she may have orchestrated her disappearing in whatever form that looks like anyway. That's my final thoughts anyway. What do you reckon? Pretty much the same. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Like, I just feel like killing a baby is a huge step. Yeah. Desperate times. Yeah, I know. But when you've adopted in the past, like, why not just do that again? That's what I mean. There's something weird with her brain. Yeah. It's a big step to detaching from a baby and just giving it away to actually having to think about what's involved in actually taking a baby's life. Like that's just next level, you know. I don't know. I think the fact that this woman took this baby away and didn't call the police about it shows that she had some sort of say in it. Like she had something to do with it. If, if we believe the taxi driver. If she's real, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I don't know. Te- Tegan... Well, hopefully she's still alive and she's in her 20s and she's got her own life and everything like that and maybe one day she'll find out who she is. But, yeah, Kelly's about to get out of jail if she gets her parole and do you think she just gets to go on and enjoy the rest of her life? I mean... Also, like, if all this stuff is true, wouldn't you be trying everything you can to try and find these people that you were saying yeah, are involved somehow? That's what I mean. There's There's something that we don't know, I think. Yeah. There's more to it that hasn't come to light. There's a reason why she's made up this story. Yeah. You know, she didn't say, I organised for a woman to come and pick it up, knowing that she would be able to have this taxi driver to back her up as well, back that story up. There's a reason why, like, who was this woman, you know, and did she maybe pay her or is there a reason why she kept it all hush-hush and didn't do, like, a proper adoption? I don't know. I think, like I said, there's more to it than we actually know. But, yeah, anyway, everyone let us know what you think. Is uh, Kelly guilty of murder or just doing a really dodgy disappearing act with the baby? Come and check us out on socials and let us know what you think. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.